1: Ah, uh, what's up, everybody? It's Pastor Kevin Kev, and this is Preach Kev. Preach. And this is part two of Decisions, the right decision, and it's talking about the NBA draft. I want to go through a quick thing in my mock, and I got a guess. We're gonna we're gonna talk about questions like who the best player in the draft, teams that can't miss, the biggest draft, the next Donovan Mitchell, and somebody in the top ten is I like got a. They got a big potential bust. Um, so, my draft follows. Phoenix Suns, I think they should take Aiden up right off the bat from Arizona center. His scoring is what they need. And they got finally got a good re- direction, a good one-two punch. Maybe Kobe and Shaq like if they become defensive like those two guys were. Uh, Sacramento, good young core they're building. Fox, Bogdanovich, Buddy Hill, Collin now you need your power force. So here comes I think Marvin Bagley is the perfect fit. Um Atlanta, I think Bomba is the perfect fit. Size, athleticism. Pairing him along with John Collins would be great. Uh Memphis got Luka Doncic from Slovenia, the phenom point guard slash shooting guard, six eight size. A bigger Mono Ginobili. Um for Dallas, I think Jaron Jackson is the perfect fit. You got a power forward slash center who can stretch the floor, two way player. Um Orlando, I think they will take Trey Young. They need playmaking. They traded F for Peyton away. So this is the perfect point guard for their system. Um let, let him playmake and let him shoot the ball. Maybe he get Orlando on the right track. You got Chicago taking Michael Porter Jr. Even with the back injuries. I think Chicago needs a small forward. They had the point guard, shooting guard, and had the power forward. They could take a big man here like Winter Carter Jr., but I feel like they're in the running to get a bigger name, like DeAndre Jordan, Capella, or Boogie, something like that in free agency. Cleveland, I think they get Winter Carter Jr. He's a Tristan Thompson that can shoot threes, rebound, defend, and shoot threes. You can't beat that way better than Tristan Thompson as far as facing on the floor. Um, New York, I got them to get Mikael Bridges. Philadelphia, I had them get Lonnie Walker. Charlotte, one of my favorite players, and Shy Gillespie-Alexander from Kentucky. Uh, Clippers got back-to-back picks. Got them getting Mount Bridges and Colin Sexton. I think Denver Nuggets going a small four-direction and Kevin Knox. Uh, Robert Williams from Texas A&M to Washington. That's good. That would be key because Gortat is not the answer. Um, Phoenix, they're back on the clock again. And I think Zaire Smith, nobody really talking about him. But very athletic. But he's a two and a three. So when Josh Jackson Devin Book come out of the game, plug him in right there. Um, Air <clears throat> Holiday, UCLA. Oh, my gosh. Um, I love this guy. Uh, I think he's going to do great. Got to go to Milwaukee. Imagine him off coming off the bench behind Eric Bledsoe. Now you got a shooter on the floor with Giannis. And Blesser can slide to the two. You can go small if you want to. Uh, San Antonio, Troy Brown from Oregon, shooting guard. Just a just wing help. Uh, Atlanta Atlanta back on the clock, got them getting a Kobo from France. Uh Minnesota comes back on got them to get Kyrie Thomas from Creighton. Good defender wing. Uh, Utah, they need just need scoring. Uh they played a good defense, so I got them getting Herter from Maryland, small forward. Uh he can knock down threes. Chicago, I already took Michael Porter Jr. Now they're coming back taking Bates D out, the big ten player of the year. And his size, his size and uh versatility. He can play two, three, or four, and they shouldn't be able to lose a beat. Jerome Robinson, very interesting prospect. Uh, Depot need help on, at the guard spot with Collison. Give him another point guard who can score, playmate. It's perfect what they need. Um, the Evans from Cincinnati, another n- another good defender, kind of like a Wesley Matthews Crowder type. Um, can also knock down the three ball. Uh for my Lakers, I think we should get Mitchell Robinson, reprotecting big, uh, who can stretch uh not stretch the floor, but who has very high motor. But don't know what he really can do because he didn't play at Western Kentucky like he's supposed to, but the prospect is there. Uh Philadelphia back on the clock. I think they need to get another another wing. So I think I got him to get a Musa out of Bosnia. Uh, for Boston, Grayson Allen is the perfect fit for them because he's feisty, fit right in. Maybe you can take the Marcus Smart role, and Marcus Smart does leave in free agency uh, for Golden State. You know they need help on the bench because they really, they really didn't. Have, they got lucky this year with Nick Young and Livingston on the bench, but they're all getting older. So I think Melvin Frazier from Tulane. Uh, people, a lot of people don't really know who that is, but think of Kent Bazemore. Think of Bruce Bowen, defender shooter. Um, obviously. When you play on the Golden State. You have to be able to shoot the ball, but he also can play defense, and he can maybe guard multiple positions as well. Um, for the 29th pick of the draft, Brooklyn. Um, this is Dante Davincio. Uh, how, how you say his last name? I, I'm gonna call him Dante. Dante D because his last name is too hard for me to pronounce. From Villanova, very feisty, very, uh, very guy energy, high energy guy. You bring him with DLo, Jeremy Lin. Crab, that's a good, good, got four group of uh core um guards that they can have, and Spencer Dinwiddie as well in the mix. So, that's a, that's a, that's a good little vibe right there. They have in Brooklyn and for Atlanta, I think Akagi from Georgia Tech, shooting guard, um, rangy, long arms, uh, could defend multiple positions. I think when you draft Bomba and then you draft someone like a Kobo, you need you need a defender wing to go along with Prince. That's my mock draft, and a lot of good things can go can go either way, but that's the way I see it based on team needs, based on fit, um, based on where their range is, uh, so th- this is my mock draft. You can debate how you want to debate it. Come Thursday, we're going to see how true it is, Um we're going to get right to with my guess. All right, I'm here with my guest, uh, DJ, friend of mine. Uh, you know, he's a Spurs fan. Uh, the only problem with it is he's a state fan as well. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's up, Kev? Man, I'm glad to uh, be on the show, man. I've been, uh, I've been checking you out for a little while, man, so I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you joining me, man. So,
1: we're going to talk about we're still talking about decisions and we're talking about NBA draft, and it's coming up on Thursday. And we got a lot of a lot of good prospects in the draft. It's very very deep deep class. So the first question is, who's the best player you think in the draft?
2: In my opinion, man, I think it's Mo Bamba. Uh, I mean, you know, you got a guy's basically about seven foot one, seven, 10 weeks, wingspan. Great defensive player, of course, can stretch out the floor, if, you know, if needed. Uh, a little raw as far as his offensive game, but you know, I think uh, I think with Tom, that he's going to be special, man, and. Plus he's got KG kind of mentoring him too. So I mean, you I mean you got one of the best power forwards in the world, you know, working with you in your game. I mean, you can't ask for more than that. So that's that's my pick for the best player in the draft.
1: I like to go. I mean, I think Bob is a good prospect. He 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 really he really can be a defensive anchor in this NBA. I, like especially with that size he got. My favorite player who I, who I think, you know, my favorite player in this draft, and I think the best player is Jared Jackson Jr. from Michigan State. I just think you know in this in this type of NBA we're going in, it's like if you were if you're a two way player, like you one of the best, like you digging the best players in the game. You know, LeBron, Kevin Durant, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, like they're both they're, they're two way players, you know. And Jaron Jackson can play defense. He averaged like three blocks a game. Michigan State. He can shoot the three ball. He can shoot good free throw percentage, so you can't you can't hack him. So I I, I think Jaron Jackson, even if he he might not even if he's not the best player, right at the bat, I think as longevity of a career,
2: I think he will be. That's a good point. I like I like Jaron Jackson. I don't think uh I think with Michigan State, like a lot of guys, I don't think a lot of them really get to show, you know, really what they can do as far as their game goes. I mean they play within the system. So same thing with Miles Bridges. Um, you know, I think he'll be, you know, pretty good as well. But I don't think that Michigan State was the place to really show that, you know, really showcase his game. Right. That's true. Now I would say Michael Porter Jr. would be a, the best player in the draft,
1: but if it wasn't for his injuries, or concern, then I would have put him up there just because he's six ten shooter. You know, people want to compare him to Kevin Durant, all that stuff like that. Well, he said that. I'm thinking more out of Porter Jr. <laughs> you know, I'm not thinking Kevin Durant. You can't, you can't just come out and say you Kevin Durant. That's you know, you got, you got to earn that.
2: That's big. That's yeah. That's uh. That's definitely. Big shoes to fill. And on top of that, I don't think he can nearly create a shot the way Kevin Durant could at the same age. So, you know, he's got the size, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how his game carries over. All
1: right. So, talk about best player. Who you think, you know, top 10, uh, out of the top 10 players, you think has the biggest potential bust? Who's, who's this year's
2: Anthony Bennett? <laughs> I guess. Oh, uh, if I had to make a choice, you said top ten. He, this guy, yeah. honestly, probably right outside. Honestly, I'll say Michael Porter Jr. I, I would say Michael Porter Jr. Um, he's got all the potential to be great, but for one, we don't know how this hip injury is really—you know—how bad it is. You know, nobody's come out and really said anything yet. And two, you know, like I said, he he has trouble, in my opinion, creating his own shot he doesn't really have a go-to move as of yet. Yes, he's longer than everybody, so he's been able to get away with it. But I think in the league, when you have nothing but athletes, you you know that are defending you, if he can't figure out some kind of go-to move or something at least, then I think he's going to have trouble. And also like you said the injury thing, I think that plays a part too. We really don't know if he's healthy or not. You know, they say the they say he came out clean as far as MRI, MRI and all that stuff blah blah blah. But we really don't know, so that's my that's my guy that I feel like could end up being a bust. All right, before I say my guy, I think cause you you
1: like him. I've seen you tweet about him a couple times. It's not is that fact that he might be a bust, but it's like the ceiling and floor is so wide from each other that he probably could be, and that's and that's Trey Young. Like when you think of somebody who who can shoot the lights out, that's something he can do. So when you when you compare it to two guys, Steph Curry and Jim Ferdet, you know how both their careers are right now. It's like where where will he fall on that line? And to me, I think depending on where he goes, will matter whether he's bust or not. Like, you know, if you get stuck in Memphis or you get stuck in Orlando, you might you might talk about Trey Young three years from now and being like, where is he? But if he get if he gets sucked into, you know, maybe maybe to New York, or maybe if LeBron stays in Cleveland and he gets to go to Cleveland, then we're talking about the next Steph Curry. So he got he kinda is, I think it's all for him, it depends on where he goes. But I can see I can see some flaws in his game on defense. But if he's so great on offense that can make up for it, I guess you know as a coach or as a GM, I can be okay with it.
2: I can agree with that. I mean, you know, he can be tricky, man. I mean, he had such a fantastic first half of his college, you know, his college season, his one and only season, of course, uh, that, you know, I think those expectations were starting to kind of get crazy. But, you know, once that last half of the season kind of started beginning and then you could see the trouble that he was having because teams are finally starting to figure out, okay, well, this is how he plays. If we stop him, then we know that everybody else will shut down. I mean, it's going to be tricky, man. Like you said, um, if he falls into the right, you know, on the right team, like I said, if like you said, if he goes to Cleveland, then I think that – and LeBron stays, then I think he can be, end up being something special, especially with LeBron in his corner and, you know, giving him wisdom of the game and advice and different things like that. But like you said, there's teams, you know, like the Magic, for example. Hell, even the Suns. I'm not saying he's going there because we know he's not going to go number one. But teams like that have been kind of shaky with certain draft picks anyway and have a 1,000 point guards and all this other stuff, yeah. <laughs> then, you know, you just can't really – you just don't know, man. There's there's no sense of direction. That's that's the issue. And if he doesn't have – if he goes to a team like the Magic or the Suns, where, you know, there's basically like a black hole in an the organization, then he couldn't end up being a bust. You know, we really don't know. Right. But yeah. the skills are there.
1: Yeah, I, I wish we had seen him with, like, a better – better, like, I guess, like another person. Like, you know how, like, Jaren Jackson had Miles Bridges or – Kevin Knox and uh, Gilleslie Alexander together. I wish he had like another person to see if a team keyed on him, you know, with the team will able to function. Cause once, like I said, once you shut him down, so does Oklahoma go. So that would, so I guess him being not the best player on the team could be a good thing.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think if he would ended up at Kansas or even Missouri I think things could have been a little interesting, but if he'd ended up Missouri, of course, my, you know, Michael Porter Jr. is his best friend. Uh, with him going down, you know, that, that might have, you know, taken a little bit of the chemistry out of them, and then on top of that, he might have not, you know, he might have felt like he made a bad decision. So I definitely respect the decision of him going home, but I ultimately I still feel like, in my opinion, I still feel like Kansas would have been the best fit, like you said, as far as playing the longer guard, you know, who's more seasoned, who's kind of going through the college game, and can probably help you compete at the same time. Because I don't think there's anybody in practice that was in practice with him at Oklahoma that could really, you know, play physical defense with him. You know, it would have been nice for him to have, like, a Devontae Graham. Um, right. Well, Malik Newman doesn't play defense, so I can't say that. But um, definitely Devontae Graham, a guy that's, you know, scrappy on defense. And, you know, he's going to make it tough on you. He's going to make you better at the same time. And y'all going to push each other. I think that would have been a positive if he had went to Kansas. But I don't know if he would have been able to put on the offensive showcase like he did at Oklahoma. So you know, it's it's pros and cons to each situation. You just kind of it's kind of how you look at it. All right, so that's true. Do you have any? I guess your 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 Donovan Mitchell for this
1: year. Any any draft steals that you see later on? Like later, maybe after the lottery
2: or something like that, you see somebody that pans out stick out to you. Yes, I like Jerome Robinson from Boston College. Okay, I think he's a solid scorer. I think he's a really good defender. He can create his own shot. And I, honestly, I think the sky's the limit for this kid, man. I mean, he's 6'4", 6'5", long, super long arms, big hands. I mean, you can't ask for much more. you know. And, and like I said, he was with Boston College, a team that he had to lead. And you see, he basically, from his freshman, to his, to, sorry, his freshman year to his junior year, took that team from basically no wins in the ACC to seven. Now, when you're looking at it, you're like, okay, they play 18 games and still 11 losses. I understand that. But When you look at not only how he improved from his freshman year to his junior year, but how much he helped the team improve itself. I think that he's a high-character guy. I think he helps helps his team win. And although they had a losing record in ACC, they had one of the best overall winning seasons that they've had in a long time. So, you know, with that, with him, him and Kyron Bowman basically, you know, Fed off each other. But like I said, I like this kid, man. I, I think he's got a great ceiling. And honestly, I think he's a steal of the draft. I would love for my Spurs to get. I really would. The point you point out, like his his main point is scoring. So imagine, you know,
1: he he, he one of the guys that might fall later on. So he's going to go to a good team where he can come off the bench and put on, like, like I said, he might, he might put on the game where he scored 20 points in the, for a, a night or something to help out the whoever the starter is. My, my steal probably is, probably, they're probably in the same category. There's another junior. And that's Kyrie Thomas from Creighton. I like him, and like him. he he he's like he's he's somebody like when you you can't really you can teach defense, but some guys got to want to play defense, and that's exactly. some that's what he does like, and he's and now that, on top of that he can shoot he can shoot the three ball, so you, he's not no liability like no, uh, like a Roberson or something like that, but he can go out there like Avery Bradley, a uh, Patrick Beverly who can you you know lock down one through the three position, and still can provide offense on the other side. So I, I think I think him he. he the only reason why i think I don't think he's like not a higher prospect is because he's six three six four and I feel like if he was maybe you know six six that he'd probably get him a lot more looks maybe in like the lot in the lottery or like the mid the mid teens but yeah Kyrie, Kyrie thomas ain't like and he also could shoot free throws. so you can always count on that
2: one hundred percent yeah i i like uh, for example when they played when Dennis Smith was at state and they played creighton in that tournament out in the Bahamas. Um, I remember Kyrie Thomas, and they had Maurice Watson and all those other guys. And he stood out to me. I don't know what it was, but he was just really scrappy. You know, he's able to create his own shot. He knocked down some big threes, everything, man. And on defense, of course, he's strapped up too. You know, he uh, he played good defense on Dennis when they switched on him, played good defense on Terry Henderson, uh, Markel Johnson, just different guys that he was rotating to on defense. Like you said, he can, he can switch from the one to the three as far as his defense goes. I think he has good size too. As far as not necessarily his height, but as his stature, I think he has. I think he has a good physical build. So I think yeah, he has, he has a long wingspan. Long wingspan. Exactly. Span. Exactly. So I think he'll be fine as well. All right. Before I go to the last one,
1: is is there any player that you that you just like? You know, I want to say a drag crush, but some, somebody that you think, somebody that you love that like just to watch play, like like you point out, like Harry Thomas versus State, like somebody you just like, like you wherever you go, you are gonna love to see how his
2: career go. Colin Sexton. Ah, uh, yeah, like that. 100%. Uh, he, is, he is an absolute dog. And, you know, he's only about 6'2". I know they kind of like to stretch it a little bit, and he might not even be 6'2". I'm going to give him 6'2 for the benefit of the doubt right now. But he is a dog. And he's going to give you 100% no matter what. Because without him, honestly, I think the Alabama team would have been trash. Oh, yeah, of course. That's, you know, that's, 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 I'm sticking to that. And also they have, you know, they had he had John Petty and a couple other guys, but no, without him, they, they, it would have been ugly. It would have been really ugly for them in the SEC. But uh, I love Kylan Sexton, man. He brings it every night. He's always brought it from high school to college, and I think it's going to be the same thing in the league, man. I think he's got a point to prove, and basically, man, he's not scared of anybody. You know, I, I like that about him. He's not going to see he's not going to see Stephen Curry, and I think be afraid. You know what I mean? He's not going to see right. Donovan Mitchell and be afraid. He's not going to see Russ and be afraid. You know, just different different guards out there. I like him, man. I think he's special. I th- honestly, I think. I also think I know I said Jerome, but I really think Colin Colin Sexton is going to be in that in that category too, man. I really think he's going to be a top three rookie. I really do. Okay, and see, like only all the, all the only about Colin that scares me is
1: it all matters by where you go, and if he if he can't hold his like frustration because, like you said, it, it's not going to be a if he it depends on where you go. If he go early, it's not going to be a lot of winning. So if he can be able to hold his emotions, like you said, I, you you can find him being a top three top three rookie
2: this season. Absolutely. I, I could see him falling to the Knicks or somewhere, like somewhere around that category. Um, and yet, yeah, you know, they haven't had a winning season. It's been a little while for them. It's been a few years. So with that being said, I think he helps. Um, I think he helps Frank. I think they balance each other because I think Frank's more of the uh, he's more of the passer. You know, Colin is more of the shooter, more of the aggressive, more of the slasher. So I think they can. You know, counteract each other's games. I think that'll help them to make each other better as well, and I think that'll help New York if that's where he lands. So, right. We'll see. And
1: my favorite well uh, the one I'm, I'm going to cheer for wherever you go. I'm I love the holidays. I like Justin and Drew. So it's only a, a fact that I love Aaron Holiday as well. And what he was able to do when Lonzo left, because like you know, he, you know everybody kind of like got cast in his in Lonzo's shadow just because the hype and stuff behind him. But what he was able to do still there, like he scored 20 points tonight six and six assists and he's what barely six foot like yes yes that that might be that might be a stretch <laughs> but he but like I'm i really if I was him I'd be a little upset because you know my brother's six seven well, my brother's six five and I'm over here six foot like how come I couldn't get an extra three or four inches but he <laughs> but he found a way to do it. So I mean you can't you can't knock him so he found a way to do it. He can shoot three He can make free throws. I would love to see him go to a team that I like to watch or a team I like to cheer for just, just so I can see him succeed. Um, For sure, man. For sure. Wh- so this last one, teams that can't miss. Now, if I had to explain what that means to everybody, it's like, you know, whether whether it's like a team that's like got a prospect right in their hands, and like no matter what they do, they, they should they should not mess it up, you know. Or or if they always or if they're a team that always messes up, this is the perfect them to get it right and and like get get on the right page and go to the right direction. So, for example, like I think one of the best team, one of the uh, teams that can't miss this this uh, draft is the Mavericks. The reason I say this is, you know, I think there's a top five. You know, most drafts have like most drafts on um, big boy, you have like a big five or big six that you can't really go wrong with. So, Aiden Bagley, Bamba, Jan Jackson, like we said, and Luka Doncic as, as my big five. And I think if you're the Mavs, you sit there at five, and you know, whatever the last one left, you pick the, you pick the other one. Like you you really can't mess this up. So uh, however the order goes, when you get to your spot, you can't mess this up because you're cause you know you don't really need Trey Young because you already got your point guard and Dennis <clears> Jr. So, and then like like Porter Porter Jr. Maybe, but it's like he like I said, if you if you worry about the risk, then don't take him. So if if, if it's those five, you just get the last one available.
2: I like that. I like those picks, man. I mean, I, I definitely like the Dallas pick. I mean, because I can't remember the last time, besides Dennis Smith Jr. That they actually got it right.
1: I mean, I think the last time this, they had a top pick this high was Jason Kidd in 1994. So they is a it's a winning winning team. So it got it got the kid one right, got Dennis Smith Junior right.
2: So definitely, my pick would be the Suns or the Kings. And be, the reason why I say that is because. Yes, they have talent. They have drafted some talent in the past. They drafted Devin Booker. That was a great pickup. They drafted TJ Warren. You know, of course, I'm a little biased there with being a state fan. But that was a great pickup because he provides scoring, you know, first off the bench, but now he's starting. So, um, but the problem is, man, is I feel like they don't have any sense of direction. They don't know really what they're trying to do. You know, when they drafted Alex Lynn, I really laughed out loud on that one because I thought it was just, you know. Dragon Bender. (laughs) <laughs> right dragon bender another one a joke um i don't think marquise chris was a bad pick i just don't think that he's i didn't i didn't think that he was a lottery guy
1: yeah he you wasn't worth.
2: he wasn't worth that half a pick yeah right right i think they messed up there i think he was a first rounder i think if you get him maybe in the mid you know mid, maybe you know like right outside of the lottery or maybe top 20 i think he would have been perfect but I didn't see lottery pick there, so my opinion, they have to pick Aiden. There's no way around it. Don't even think about Bagley. Like you have to go Aiden, and if you don't go Aiden, I feel like you messed that up. I that's just me, and I like Bagley too. Don't get me wrong, but do I feel like he's the best player in this draft? No. Do I feel like he's one of them? Maybe, but he hasn't shown. For me, I think his issue is yes, he can put the ball in the bucket but he's kind of undersized. You really don't know what he's going to be in the NBA. hes I guess he's technically a four. But with his size, I think he's more of a three. Right. And on top of that, I think his defense right now is, you know, non-existent.
1: Yeah, None I, of, I think I think his his defense is it's not good, but because it's athletic, it kind of make you think it
2: is. Right. Right. And you saw and you saw glimpses of that at Duke. You know, whenever they played, it didn't matter who they played, honestly, but State lit him up as far as in the pick and roll, lit him up. And there was nothing he could do about it. Carolina lit him up, and there was nothing he could do about it. Now, don't get me wrong. His numbers look good. He puts up good numbers, but good grief, you're getting scorched on defense, man, something's got to give. And in the NBA, you're going to have to play defense, simple and plain. So that's my concern with that. But like I said, I think the Suns have to go eight, and I think eight and right now. Right now, is the most ready, build-wise and skill-wise. And I like Luca. I like Luca, but no, no way in hell should anybody pick even think about picking him first. No, <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> and, I, and
2: I understand he plays in the top Euro League over there. I get it. I get it. He has slow, but he has slow feet. And I just don't see. I don't see him being the top guy. But I do think that he's one of the most ready as far as his skill right now, yes. But do I think he's going to ultimately be one of the top picks? No. I think right. he'll be good, but I don't think he's good. he'll be great. And that's the difference there. So we'll see. And then it's, it's one more team that I that because
1: of, uh, like, I guess, volume, they have three first-round picks. That's the Hawks. If they don't come out this draft with the best draft, I, or at least a top five draft, it's really, it's really a bust because you have a top five pick. Then you have what well, I think he had one right outside of the lottery. and he had the yeah. last one in the first round. So you you really shouldn't be you shouldn't miss. Like you know what the needs are. You, they need to fix them, and you need to come out with three solid good players that can help you now. Don't try to get these international guys that come two or three years later down the line. Uh, you need to help your team now because you don't. Like you said, there's no team that don't have no direction. You trade up. you, you be a one seed in the playoffs and you trade everybody away, and now you're the stock of the league. So. <laughs> they, need, they, need to find, they need to find out where they want to go. But let's go into my mock draft. Do you have any concerns before I start – I guess
2: I started off? As far as players or as far as teams? Either
1: either or. Either
2: or. Um, to, to be so honest, man, I think this is an important draft for my Spurs. Right. I think this is a really important draft. And the reason why I say that is because with this whole Kawhi situation – you know, kind of being unknown right now. It's all speculation at this point, so we really don't know. But if ultimately they do end up trading him, then they better get the best daggone assets possible. Because if not, then, you know, we haven't had a losing season in 21 years. And that streak is going to end if we don't figure it out. Right. So this draft is very important. And I think that we honestly need someone with – I guess similar Kawhi skill set. Somebody that's going to be a three and D guy. So they they really need to make sure that they get it right. They haven't gotten it wrong in a long time. But I just I, I pray they don't pick another foreign guy. I pray they don't. I'm right. sick of foreign so guys. In, in my in my mock draft,
1: I had y'all getting Troy Brown from Oregon. Yes, me too. I now like now with his size and playmaking ability, I feel like you know let's you know um, Ginobili's time going to come to an end eventually. You know, forty years old. Time, you need somebody at that kind of size who can who can play make and play defense. So I was like, his three ball need a little work. He didn't really shoot that good of a percentage, but I mean, like I said, he's only eighteen years old, and he, he don't go but up. So I think I think Troy Brown would be a good a good pick there, especially when you got Denny Green getting a little older, and you had Rudy Gage just opting out. Don't know what he don't know what his plans are, but you so so now your wing spot is kind of it's kind of iffy when you got Denny Green. Really, getting Kawhi, maybe Kawhi, maybe out the door. So we don't know if he's getting traded or whatever. Whatever they do, so I think getting a wing is probably a top priority for at, at least for, at least for this draft. Absolutely. Uh, what, what What do you think about my Atlanta picks? I had Atlanta getting getting up from Texas at three. So I had to, I had him getting bombed. I, I think, like you said, you think he's the best player in the class, so he shouldn't go. Pick, he should get picked early. I and I, I don't see. I don't see why he should fall past like everybody keep going by Dallas, but I don't see why the Hawks would pass him up when he can him and John Collins would be a good pairing. Then
0: exactly. I had,
1: then I had. Now I did have them getting uh, a Kobo from France. He actually is, he actually is a very good point guard. Uh, nobody people a lot of people don't really know about him, but like he scored like forty five points in their playoff game uh, in like this is, like not too long ago, and he, he he didn't come over for the draft combine because he was still in playoffs. So. He he getting experience. He's only 18, 19 years old as well, and he's dynamic. You know, he's he's a he's a big guard guard as well. And then for whatever reason, they don't want Dennis Schroeder. So I mean, he he averaged what eighteen and nine this year. So I don't know what I don't know why they don't want Dennis Schroder. But a lot of people just got got him leaving Atlanta. So I, I feel like they had to go point guard right there. And then I had him getting um, Okagi out of Georgia Tech defender defender out, down down there in Georgia Tech at ACC. We, mm. we, we we think about them about them three together.
2: I like them. I like the bomber pick, like you said. I think him and John Collins together will wreak havoc eventually. I think they'll feed off each other. They're different players. They're both energy guys, high energy guys, and I think that's going to help that Atlanta team going forward. Not just not just you know as far as their front court because they'll give it some size, but it'll give it some athleticism. It'll give it some defense. And I think John Collins can provide scoring eventually. I don't think he's there yet, but eventually I think he'll turn into that guy. Um, The the France guy, I don't know too much about him. That I will say. I don't know too much about him. I've heard of him and the things that you have said. I've heard those things. But I don't know too much about him. But I do know that, I mean, they did a good job with getting Schroeder. And I kind of was kind of shaky about that when that happened. But he's turned into a solid point guard. So I'll trust them in that in that aspect. I will trust Atlanta if they go that route. Now, Kogi, I'm not too sure about. And the reason why I say that is because he had a solid freshman year, like a solid freshman year. And I was like, okay, this guy's it. But then his sophomore year was kind of quiet. It was kind of quiet. And I didn't really see any improvement there. And I know Georgia Tech, I mean, I see they were young. Not as good as they probably were the previous year. They had some injuries, and I understand that too. And Acoue was out, but I don't know, man. I I'm, I'm not sold on him being a first rounder. I think he's more of a mid second round guy. I think he's got good athleticism. I think he has good upside. I just, but I don't see I don't see that being a first rounder. I don't see him being a first rounder. I could be wrong. You know, I'm not an NBA scout, of course, so I could be wrong. But yeah, right. I, so I just I just don't see it at this moment. I don't see the, him as a first rounder.
1: But it could happen. All right. I mean that's that's fine. But uh a cobo they kinda of, they're saying like shades of um, you know, a early a early Darren Williams, Jer- Jeremy Lynn, somebody who can, you know, score, you know, could provide instant scoring, kinda of like, um and and can still like pass the ball as well. Um and the reason I, the, my Kogi my Kogi one was, you know, when you ask him about like, you know, uh who's the small forward, um Prince, and you got Teron Prince, and you, so you need another guy who can who can who can switch defense as well. So I was like, okay, Okage, you know he's six he's six four six five with a seven foot wingspan. And he plays defense and he can shoot threes. I was like, well, that's that's kind of kind of what they need, right? They're him and Prince together, and then you know you got you got a, you got a whole young team and they they can they can do a and match of of stuff like that. So that's my thinking of Okage right there. I mean, I, I had that was the last pick of the draft for the first round, so I had other guys that could have gone there. But it's, it's, it's some guys I just didn't feel like they was worth um, Atlanta for Atlanta t- to take at the end of that, in, in the, um, that round. Um, let me see who who else I got down here. All right, so give me your, give me your take on these three small fours, and like I feel like they could all interchange these teams. So I have Mikael Bridges going to New York, um, Kevin Knox to Denver, and I have Miles Bridges okay. uh, the Clippers. So that's pick that's pick uh ten I mean pick nine, twelve and fourteen, and I feel like all three need a small forward. But I don't know who 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 really is the best. You know, small forward. I want Knox to go to Denver because he can help them provide you know instant scoring and help a team go to the playoffs. While you know somebody like Miles Bridges can you know can do do all do everything he can for Clippers, and then you got somebody like uh, Mikael Bridges for New York who can do a little bit of everything as well.
2: I like Mikael Bridges, man. I think uh, I think he's probably going to be, in my opinion, the best out of those three. Um, I think he's got potential as far as not just his size, but as far as defense, skill set, three point shooting, rebounding, all of that. I think he does it all. I think he's a jack of all trades guy. I think he'll give you a little bit of everything. So I think, honestly, I think he's going to be the best one out of the three. Um, I like Kevin Knox, man. I really do. Um, I don't think, like I said, I think with Kentucky having all the elite guys that they normally do, I think it was hard for him to showcase everything that he could do as well. Um, and, you know, he's young. They're all freshmen. So, you know, um, you know, he was having, you know, growing pains just like the rest of them. But I think he's going to be great as well. Bridges, um, I, like I told you earlier, I don't think Michigan State was a place that, where he could really showcase his game. And I'm hoping I'm wrong. I hope I'm all right on that as far as, you know, him not being able to showcase his game there. And I hope that um, what his what his skill set is from what we've seen before he got to college or glimpses of it in college, I hope that translates to the NBA and, and much more. I really do. And that's what scares me is that, you know, he's 6'6", 6'7", you know, 230, has the tools. I mean, he's physically built, good rebounder. He he's not a great shooter. He's not a great shooter. But he can't create his own shot, and he, he plays okay defense. We'll we'll see how it translates. I don't know yet. No, but I don't he's think about the one it that scares me the most out of this three.
1: He scares me because he's a tweener. We don't know where he fits exactly. Right. So I mean, I had him going to the Clippers, and if you think, if you think about who the Clippers got, they have another. They have a tweener as well, Tobias Harris. So I guess you know, depend depending on matchups, you can you know you can mix and, mix and match those two together. That. That was my thought process on like why I thought you know well if you got if you got one twin you might as well have two because that way you won't you know you, two is better than one you know uh, but I think those three small forwards you know I, of course out uh, of uh, Michael Porter Jr. like we're gonna look back at we're gonna look back at this draft and then we're gonna like kind of see oh if they had took them then they would have been a better you know better team then or they they made the wrong decision I'm not I don't know who's gonna be the one that's that's gonna fade out. Uh, because, uh, you know one of them on wheel, you know. But you know, you know, I'm a Kentucky guy, so you love I, I know I love Kevin Knox this is why I, I kinda wanna wheel him to the to the nuggets. But that's why I want him to go. I want to wheel, <laughs> I, I like I like Jamal Murray already there. I like Gary Harris, I like Jokic. Just go ahead and put him on a team that I already like the whole team, just put him up there so they can get to the playoffs or or whatever they're trying to do. Uh so you think so do you, you said college Sexton earlier. So do you think college Sexton is the best point guard in the draft or would you still would you still if you had to choose one? I guess or, or three or even with uh, Alexander from Kentucky. Who who was your point guard that you that you were taking that you take if you had to choose one?
2: I'm gonna say Colin Sexton, man. I'm gonna stick by what I said. Um, like I said, I think he's a dog. I think he's gonna come right in. He's gonna give you instant offense. I think he's gonna be scrapping your defense, even though he's kind of undersized at the point guard position. I like what he brings, man. I really do. You know, you can't teach dog. You can't teach that. So do you? So do you? Do you like? Do you like him? I, I, I had him going to um, the Clippers. Do you like him? that? And with Doc Rivers. I don't see why not, man. I mean, I know they picked up Juwan Evans last year as a you know second rounder and everything. And um, you know, he's gonna be what he is, you know, a backup point guard. Um but yeah, I like him going forward. I don't think um I don't think the point guard they have now is gonna be fit enough. Kyle Sexton is gonna be that guy, like I said, who who brings toughness to that team. I like Patrick Beverly, of course, but he, you know, um, and I think Kyle Sexton is a guy that can come in and learn from him. Again, Patrick Beverly is a dog. You cannot teach that. You can't teach that. But what you can do in that position is learn from Patrick Beverly. Right. And he's already a scrappy player as is. Patrick beverly's going to provide, you know, he's going to provide him wisdom, not just on offense, but on defense. And we know Patrick, Beverly's not the best scorer, but, I mean, he can if he can at times. So, I think Colin Sexton. I think that's going to be the best position for him. I think Doc is a great coach to learn from, and although he's not perfect, you know, I think Colin Sexton will benefit in that role. I think Chris Paul benefited in that role, but I mean, also Chris Paul was Chris Paul. But still, I think he benefited under Doc as well. They just had some bad luck as far as the playoffs go. But you know, I think he'll be. I think he'll be solid, man. Like I told you, I don't like you said, Trey Young. I mean, we, we'll see, man. We, we know what he provided in college, but you know what? What will he? How will that jump be to the NBA?
1: Honestly, and uh, I had two more guys that we—that's probably the hot, you know, lottery guys that we have mentioned. Uh, Wendell Carter Junior. from Duke. I got him going to Cleveland at the eighth spot. I really think it's time. It, it's really time for them to move up with Chris Thompson. Like get get another guy because if you think if you think about what Chris Thompson don't has is the offensive game. And he can't stretch the floor, but if if LeBron would have had a lot of a lot of more space with a guy who can play defense and rebound like Tris Thompson, that's why I thought Carter Jr. would be a good pickup because he can shoot a three, play defense, rebound, and that's what that's what you know. Assuming LeBron stays, that's what you know what he needs instead of Tris Thompson. And another guy would be uh, Lonnie Walker from Miami. I have him going to Philadelphia at ten. Uh, just just giving them because I think the reason why they lost that series to um to Boston was they didn't have another guard who can. Crazy on shot, besides Ben Simmons and McConnell did okay for a little bit, but you know we got guys like JJ Redick and Bellinelli, They they need guys to get to the ball.
2: Okay, I like um I like Wendell Carter, man. I've always liked him. I liked him out of high school. I think, like you said, I think he's a guy that can rebound, score at each level. He's scoring in paint. He can score from mid range. He can score from three. He's a great rebounder. And honestly, at Duke, I don't think he was able to showcase all of his game. You know, he probably shouldn't have came out and said it, but you know, Duke held him back from his game. Just like, I feel like their guys back from playing their game. I think he's going to be phenomenal in the league. And like you said, it's Tristan Thompson, they, you know, he's in the ski mass hall of fame because he stole some cash. <laughs> he stole some cash, $80 million. That was LeBron's doing, you know, and he's a rich Paul guy. So I understand, you know, Hey, get your money. I get it. But is he really, was he really worth 80 million? Absolutely not. So yeah, if there's a way you can get rid of that contract, then by all means do it. Get some of that you know, get some more money for that cap room. And yeah, draft a guy like this, and then go out and get a couple more pieces and you know, you got you might have something. If LeBron, if LeBron stays. That that's that's the that's the if <laughs> if LeBron stays. Yeah. All right, well. Uh, Lonnie Walker, man, I think he's good too. I, I know I didn't mention I know I didn't chance to mention him. I think he's good too, man. Um Miami, the system they played, you know, Bruce Brown was probably the key to that offense. So I think him going down was probably a gift for uh, – was probably a, a positive thing for Lonnie Walker so he could really showcase what he can do. Like you said, he's a super, he's superior athlete. He's a great three-point shooter. He's a pretty good defender, long arms. I mean, you can't ask for much more than that. I mean, as far as his athletic, the scouts are drooling over that. Scouts are 100, 100, 100, 100 I can't talk. One hundred percent drooling over that. So, I think he'll be good, man. I, I don't see star, but I see a solid starter.
1: Right, and that's and that's and that's all Philadelphia need. They need. They just need somebody who can help, help this have carry on to where they need to go. Because I mean, like I said, they they really was. But I say eight mistakes away from being in the conference finals last year because they really made all the right. mistakes in the, the game. So they just played the game they played and and didn't have the turnovers they had in the game. They we can talk about them maybe losing to the Warriors in the finals or something. I who knows? But never know. You never know. But
2: I appreciate you for joining me today, man. Appreciate it. You already know, my brother, man. I appreciate you having me, man. It was a pleasure.